you know, all those things when you meet somebody face to face, that doesn't happen here. So in terms of getting people's engagement, you have to remember, however you are in the real world, you have to kind of boost yourself up. The energy level has to be higher. It may seem strange at first when you're sharing that, but it makes a big difference. So I'm Peter Hopwood, an executive speaker coach, and you're listening to Gut Talks, double G-U-double-T. Hi, everyone. Maria here, and welcome to season one of Gut Talks, double G-U-double-T, a podcast focusing on business and tech for good, experience design, and gut feelings. Before we get started, make sure you visit our website gut.com, double and subscribe or click on the link in the blurb to make suggestions or ask questions. It won't take longer than a minute and help this podcast grow. And if you like the content provided, show some love with some reviews and ratings. Now let's get started. Our guest today is Pierre Hopwood who helps speakers, professionals, corporate teams, TEDx speakers, and startup founders to build acute speaking and present skills. He's also a master of ceremonies, MC, who started off his career in sales, which led him to where he is today, teaching and helping people communicate in a better way. And this comes at a great time because we're in lockdown again. Also, Peter, your business changes well overnight because it, it went from one extreme to another. So, Peter, really pleased to have you here again. We met already on Gut Talks when it was just a series of videos, but now on the podcast. So let's dive in. How are you? I'm great. Uh, I'm, I'm delighted to be back. Yeah, about a year and a half ago when the world was a different place to be in, to live in, to work in. Um, we had a great conversation uh, already. And if anybody wants to see it, it's online. And now um, we're doing it again. But uh, very different circumstances for me. They're very different for you as well. And probably for many people listening. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to dive in. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm curious about you. Can you just give a brief overview of what you used to do and what you're doing now? How did you adapt so quickly? Yeah. Okay. So um, really what I used to do and what I do right now, the, uh, most of the things are the same. I'm doing pretty much the same thing. So I'm an executive speaker coach, pitch coach, so helping helping executives helping speakers to really share their 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 messages in the right way with more impact sounding good looking good and and really reaching where they want to be naturally a year ago roughly a year ago um this craziness happened and so i suddenly stopped flying to my to see my clients to um see them face to face and and pretty much everything most of what I was doing went online. It took me a little bit of time to adapt, but but it was really the only way forward. So um, so yeah, as as a coach, uh, all my work kind of transferred to to online, which helped me to kind of focus more on on something that I should have been doing a, a lot earlier as well. But uh, but yeah, when you're forced to do something, when when you've got no choice, you you do it and you go ahead and you move forward. So that's what I've done. Um, in terms of the MCing, so I'm also a, an MC, so standing on stages representing conference organizers, producers um, on behalf of their event, on behalf of their summit, their uh, their large conference, uh, doing that pretty much around the world. Again, that all stopped. Most events now are online. Again, very different circumstances because a lot of events, they now do that in-house. They have 
a lower budget naturally and and I can't always get over to the places I need to get to uh, because all the travel restrictions and uh, and all the measures in place so um so very different but you know still moving forward still helping people now really helping them a, a lot more virtually helping them to to show up well when they're speaking helping people show up when they're not speaking as well making sure that they they look good sound good and get their messages messages across in the right way so a lot of what i do now is is kind of switched to speaking online speaking virtually and doing that well yeah i guess it's it's the same concept but practically it is different because you're behind the screen as well when you're in in front of people you can see them when you're behind the screen often you can't see them but i want to ask you before we jump into this where are you at the moment and how does it feel not to be traveling not to be with your partner your suitcase and and how you know how does it feel emotionally as well because obviously overnight things changed yeah it's um at the beginning very strange and again uh, listen very strange for everybody everybody listening to this they they they've dealt with it in their own way um change is is not always easy to adapt to um and especially when we're forced to do it as well we don't have much choice so suddenly not not traveling anymore a lot of my work was was flying uh, on a plane to different uh, locations which again there are pros and cons to that as well um but generally i enjoyed that i i accepted that as part of my, as part of my my the work i do um to be successful at it i had to 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 move around so right now i'm in croatia i live in croatia i'm in uh, the city of split on the south coast of uh, of the country in dalmatia we don't have lockdown as it were um as per se here right now how did i adapt to all this got used to it realized that that i won't be moving physically so either i don't move in my in my mind i'm thinking to myself either i don't move and just hope for the best fingers crossed or i start putting putting together a plan to start to to kind of do more online but you know in the end it's it's moving forward i've adapted to it i'm kind of comfortable working through this screen because our communication online there are lots of similarities but there are lots of things that are even more perhaps more difficult or more challenging than than if you're you know face to face in person and one of those things is is the connection and the engagement level it has to be higher online so think think about this anything on a screen anything we look at on a screen for example our mobile phones a laptop an ipad even a tv screen everything that is that comes through the screens has to be engaging and it's designed to be engaging so think about this again uh, zoom fatigue we hear that word those two words buzzword all the time all the time but but we watch netflix probably more than we do we watch the netflix tv screen or mobile phone wherever you watch netflix probably more than we do when we're engaging on a zoom call right but we don't get there's nothing there isn't netflix fatigue why because netflix for example everything that comes through the screen is designed to be engaging the sound the the, the images the colors the the the, the lighting the the music job, everything the there is designed is to, to get your attention to, to keep your share value as much as possible and to get engagement and connection as much as possible 
So let's dive a little bit more into that. So let's talk about the mindset of things. So how to prepare? What do we need to think about? So, I mean, the, the very first thing is 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 like the, the the essentials, understanding who your audience is, who you know, what you're about to share, what is the value you're going to share to that audience? What do they need to know? You know, what do they really, what do they know at the moment right now? What are, What's going to change? What are you going to give them in terms of the value? So remember, you have to give them value. So whatever you give, it has to equal value. It's something that's educated them, something that has informed them, something that has made them think differently, whatever it is. If it, do, if it doesn't do those things, usually it's not, it, they don't walk away feeling like they've got something from it. So knowing what your audience, where your audience stands, what they need to know, what they would like to know, how are you going to get them to walk away feeling like they've got something of value? All right. And so that, that helps you shape what you're going to share. So you designed it backwards kind of. That's right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thinking about what you're going to give them and what they're going to get from it. And then, you know, in terms of the content, what you're going to share. Okay, that's that's the first thing. When you're actually going into, when you're about to 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 deliver in terms of the delivery, just always remember, as I said earlier on, anything on a screen has to be more engaging. So, however we are, if we met each other for a coffee in, you're in Milan right now, yeah, yeah, in Milan, okay. yeah. So we're in Milan, coffee. I see you, you see me. I can I can feel the energy from you. I you know, I can see how you're moving. You know, all those things when you meet somebody face to face. That doesn't happen here. So in terms of getting people's engagement, you have to remember however you are in the real world, you have to kind of boost yourself up. Because at the end of the day, it's all emotion. So sound, if you think about it, sound equals emotion. And that translates into how we feel. So any music. So you start of an event just before an event begins. There's music in the background. It might often it's it's kind of it's got a rhythm. It's 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 it might be pop music. It might be funky music. It might be something you know that, that gets you going. And that's good because your heartbeat goes up and you're expecting something good. So you said something interesting is like working backwards. So at least you're planning, you know, you want to set the expectations for yourself and the audience. And I just want to say that this would be for any kind of online gathering, right? It goes from a simple meeting with two people, three people or 10 people to speaking at an event or for a webinar or running a workshop or giving a course, right? It's, it's absolutely, it it requires training as well. Right. And, And just being in this state of mind. Absolutely. The more you get into it and the more experience you have of, of, you know, before you speak, before you, you engage, before that experience begins, getting into the right frame of mind, knowing what you're going to share, knowing the value of what you're going to share. And the more you focus on that, it's actually a really good way of, of reducing the anxiety as well. So, cause when you fit, when you focus on, on what you're going to share, show, focus on the value, focus on, you know, giving something, it's very difficult to think of anything else. So, so the anxiety, you're not thinking about yourself anymore. You're not thinking about how, how other people see you or they judge you or, you know, how am I going to, you know, am I going to look like a fool? Am I going to make a fool of myself? Am I going to sound strange? Am I going to say something I shouldn't say? All those thoughts, they're just thoughts. You move those thoughts away and focus on what you're going to share. 
and you feel that the audience feels it a listener is in, is engaged and and more curious when they know that the speaker is is really sharing something he believes in sharing something he wants to 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 give and knowing that it's there's some value there from the beginning is a is a is a booster as well so you mentioned the voice as well in a certain sense so um I recorded an episode, I think it's episode number eight with uh, John Tracy, and we spoke and we dig deeper into the voice itself as a big V uh, and how it helps uh, with confidence as well. In your case, it's mm-hmm. my question is, how can you synchronize your voice with your body language and your pitch and tone of voice and, and the whole setup around you as well and, and the sound? So how to create a better experience around yeah. this? Okay, so the, the first thing is, so before you even think about voice or think about the body language, um, there's one extra area you need to tap into and that's your mind and that's the thoughts because the thoughts move on to feelings and then the feelings leak out through our voice and our body. So, for example, if I... If I ask you now, if I ask you right now, Maria, if I say to you, um, tell me about, think of a holiday you went on that was great. Yeah. Are you thinking about that holiday? Think about that holiday right now. Okay. All right. All right. Just think about it. Okay. <laughs> think how, you know, think how great it was and you really had a good time and you'd like to go back there, I imagine. And You're almost, asking me something very difficult. <laughs> and I haven't been on holidays for ages. I'm just well, locked that, in well, my... There you go. You, it makes you feel even better. Um, <laughs> so just think of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right. teasing okay. myself, yeah. Okay. And now tell me, tell me, give me three sentences about how you, how you felt when you did those things, certain things you did or experienced on holiday. Just, just tell me those things now. Uh, words. Uh, yeah, close yeah, your, actually close your eyes. We'll do this closing your eyes. So close right. your eyes. No one can see this anyway. Um, well, <laughs> well, if it's not, if it, maybe not this part. Okay. Right. Just, just tell me, tell me that three sentences Um, that explain why these things were great. All right. Shall I tell you where I was? Or, yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Okay. So Russia, St. Petersburg. Mm. I don't know why this came to my mind right now. I think for different reasons. It's because I haven't seen my family for a while. Um, uh, so, yeah, thanks to the pandemic. So uh, I think it was yeah a family trip. Uh, the other thing is I felt um, impressed just mm. because of the, you know, the the city is just a phenomenon, like the way it's been built and so on. Mm. Um, and the other one, I was um, confused slash not completely, like unbalanced. It's, it's because, um, you know, if you don't speak the language and so on, it's a little bit tough to get by in, in Russia. Um, but yeah, that's it. Okay. So when you were, when you were fee- I can see now there's a big smile on your face. And yeah. when you were, when you were saying that I could see, I could see physically you were, you were in, in a place where you felt good. Right. And it came and it came through your voice. It did come through your voice. Um, 
So, but if we were to do the same, we won't do it right now, but if we were to do the same thing about something that has made you frustrated, perhaps something that has given you some stress perhaps over uh, it would come out. Months. Yeah, yeah. And the way, when you explain that to me, and if I was to ask you certain questions, if I was to say to you, you know, tell me exactly how did you feel at that point? Or if I say, if I suggest something like, for example, that I'm sure right then you were feeling really let down and it must've okay. felt really, it must've been a really tough time for you. Okay. And then, and then your, and then your answers would have really shared more of that. So what I'm trying to get at here is, is how we're feeling up here in our mind, how we think what, you know, our thoughts and our feelings about certain things that comes out as well. That comes out in our voice. It comes out yeah. in our body. Mm-hmm. And also this is a really good, really good exercise in terms of, of being present. Being present is is so important when you're when you're online or when you're speaking yeah. in person because you're thinking about the words that you're saying. So the tip is, you know, think about the thoughts that you're sharing and as you as you speak right it may be a script it may be something you've practiced well before which is fine but still when you say them mm-hmm. think about right right now i'm thinking about the words that i'm saying and so because i'm doing that my speech is actually actually quite slightly slower and it's given me time to to feel those words and feel those thoughts and i'm sharing them in 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 a more more maybe not passionate way, but I, I, I feel I'm feeling those words as opposed to if I was just reading this off a script or maybe it's or something that I've said, yeah. or I've said many, many, many times before. So when you okay. told me this story about you telling me about Russia and telling me about um, your, your experiences, you were saying them and you were feeling them as you were saying them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah? absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, was. something like, yeah, you were, and you were there. You were we, we didn't prepare this, by no, the way. I was not expecting were, Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. You were there. So the idea is as much as possible, try to think of the thoughts. Yeah. Think of the thoughts. And if you can do that, the more you do that, the more you become really present when you're virtual, for example. Yeah. So when you're sharing messages, when you're, you know, you're, 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 you're leading a, a meeting or you're sharing your story or, you know, whatever it is when you're, when you're online, try to be as, try to think those thoughts that comes through your voice. People will feel that. And as, and they see that you're connected to what you're thinking mm-hmm. and then they'll, they will feel connected to you. Yeah. Is it this, this, it, it takes me actually to, to asking you this other question I had for you, um, but I'll ask it in a, in a different way based on what you were saying, because what you made me do right now is getting um, the authenticity out there and being genuine in sharing a message, right? Um, and usually when you have to present in public, I mean, most of the people I believe, or many people uh, have to prepare, but things can happen. If, if we think about our call as well right now, we had a technical issue. This can happen mm-hmm. at any point in time, right? Um, and some, sometimes something might happen or occur during the, the, the virtual meeting, let's say, where you would have to 
trust your gut at a certain point or do things you were not planning to do. Um, so how do you deal with such a situation when you have to find the balance between your gut feeling, keeping your public, you know, there as you planned, keeping to your focus, but changing things around as well? And this is uh, the moment, but I truly believe that at some point you will have something will happen. You will have to trust your gut based on what you're saying, because you would add something maybe, but, but also on something that happens. Yeah, it's, um, you're absolutely right. There are many times, okay, this is in, in this virtual setting, things can go wrong. Things can unexpectedly often tech on stage. Many things can happen there as well. But I mean, in life, things happen as well. I mean, one example of that is, is I think, strongly about when all this kicked off. So looking at things that are unpredictable and taking them as they come rather than, you know, worrying and sharing lots of anxiety and the energy you have about the unknown cannot be a good thing be confident enough to say okay whatever happens it's okay but going back to your question in terms of what do i do and do i listen to my gut feelings definitely and listen to based on on what's happened before and again the more experience you have of something those experiences can they come back to you because you remember them and you you always remember if it if it went well you can always tap into that i go into a mo i go into my own mode of okay i'm in, i'm going to try and control this some things i can't control and that's okay and not trying to control things that i can't control yeah but doing my best to 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 fix them while i can at the at that at the time we're we, so we spoke about physical events and uh, virtual events. So I'm going back in time in our conversation. Do you believe in hybrid events? Do you think that this will be the way to go? Because right now we all realize we don't have to travel that much for work. There are yeah. things that you can do from the comfort of your own home uh, or office. So what's your take on that? And I'm asking you because I ran a workshop a few months ago. It was hybrid, but I had no clue it was hybrid until I got there <laughs> because I've been told that uh, right. I was told that it was going to be physically. But then I realized that some people they didn't want to come and you understand. Right. So it had to be both. So what do you think about events in that sense in uh, in, in your world as an MC, but also training mm. other speakers? I think that, that both parties, both camps have their pros and cons. Definitely, you know, big events. What are the what are the um, benefits of that? You get to okay for the audience. Um, they come. They get. They can network. They can see somebody live on a stage, and then their engagement is a lot higher. They they remember. You often remember somebody speaking on stage with a message, strong message, than you would somebody online giving you a strong message because again, it's the engagement level and the connection. There's more of a connection because you're physically there. Even if you've, you know, you've traveled there, you're at a hotel, um, you know, you've seen things, you've, you've smelt things, you've had something to eat. All these moments are memories and they are moments that, that, that we can remember things from. Right. And, and online events, 
it's very difficult to to add those elements you know they don't go into the brain the only thing that goes pops into the brain is what what you see so the physical thing the physical element and the actual just listening and looking visual element um, the, the, the physical element, I, I think, definitely think is, is is a lot stronger. But on the other side of the coin, definitely, uh, uh, you know, an online event, you know, there are so many event organisers that have, you know, had to stop their big events. But in fact, they are getting, they are reaching out to, you know, double, triple the amount of people they had when they were doing on um, real events because more people are, are, are joining. Are they earning more money? Is it financially better? I don't know. Um, sponsors, are they, do they want to be a part of that? I don't know. So there's all these questions as well. Definitely a, a large event that took, you know, to take six months, eight months, 10 months to prepare. In terms of a speaker, in terms of an MC, in terms of somebody standing on a stage, yes, you have to mentally think slightly differently. But at the end of the day, it comes back to what we already said, the value that you're sharing, what people are going to get, whether they're sitting there in front of their screen, on their sofa, with their legs up, with their feet up uh, and a a beer in their hand, (laughs) or whether they're right in front of you listening to you while you're on stage you have to get their attention and i and i think actually everything moving everything online has helped speakers and people that are sharing their messages to realize what you know nobody needs to listen to us nobody they, they should have really understood that before but the thing is no one owes you their time at all no one you know you, you owe them you have to give them because you're they're giving them they're giving you their time, right? So always have that at the back of your mind. And that I think has helped, as I say, helped speakers to realize, you know, I can't really get away. I can't start, I can't wing it anymore. I can't get away with maybe doing the same thing all the time. You know, there are so many more. I've certainly seen a lot more, definitely a lot more events online, a lot more hybrid events. So, yeah, I'm kind of like on the fence about both. But what I do find, what I do think is exciting is these events which are in a studio, a virtual studio, uh, a physical MC, let's say, uh, um, a handful of physical speakers mixed together with screens where they're speaking live with virtual guests, um, the background of the lead screens. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's uh, what I mean. It's quite yeah. cool. It's kind of I, I I like that, but that's not really not necessarily a hybrid event mm-hmm. because the audience maybe there aren't there isn't an audience at all. You know, they, they often their studios it's a, a green screen and there's no room for audience. So it's still at an experimental stage. Obviously, we're not yet there in terms of engagement and in terms of you know achieving the same emotion and level again personally i kind of like the idea of a a a chat show i think of a you know the the american late night chat shows the late late show and um jimmy fallon and that kind of format seems to work because it's engaging right we know it works Mm -hmm. 
right? So it's almost like a, a t- t- TV studio bringing in guests. It is naturally that side line of it. That side of it is is more entertainment than maybe um, information and data and yeah. uh, walking away with value. But still, we need to keep thinking: how are we going to keep engaging people when it's getting tougher and tougher to do that with so much other, so many other distractions uh, all the time? Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. It's, so uh... it's, it's, it's re- we have to keep thinking: how are we going to keep engaging, and how are we going to keep getting a connection? Those two words: keep keep thinking about those two words from the beginning you know on online it's really important to try to keep your ideas concise know the points you want to share because again people's attention spans are a lot shorter um online um for people who want to know more about you uh where can they find you uh Very simply, they can jump onto LinkedIn and they can find me there, Peter Hopwood. And you can find me on um, online, Peter, um, put Peter Hopwood, uh, speaker coach, and you'll find my website pretty quickly. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, link up. Anybody who's listened to this, um, if you want to link up, link up and follow me. And um, you never know when we might be able to help each other. Um, And if you do link up, say that you listen to this podcast. Cool. So I know know how, how you found me. So, Peter Hopwood, thank you again for those uh, stories you you shared. And I want to do a quick recap because we spoke about you, how you had to transform your business as well. uh, That had to change overnight. We spoke about how to speak in public, virtually and physically, of course. What to keep in mind, how to focus on communication. We touched on many things. It was great to have you on Gut Talks. It It was great to be back again. And you know what? I hope we're going to do this again. You were listening to Gut Talks by Maria Maxby. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast to listen to a new episode each week. If you enjoyed this episode, then please rate and review Gut Talks. If you'd like to ask a question, head over to gut.com wgutt.com and ask away. And don't forget to enroll in the free crash course on mastering working sessions with post Thanks for listening and see you next time.